Welcome to Lunar Conversations, a podcast for the gifted and guided. On this podcast, you'll have the opportunity to hear from some of the most gifted and guided people I could find on this planet. We'll be sharing everything you need to know for the ebb and flow of life, from your spiritual maintenance to your personal development. So grab your water, grab your tea, grab your wine, and let's get the conversation started. What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? And welcome back to an episode of Lunar Conversations. I am so excited to have you here tuning in to a new episode. And so today I am bringing to you season two, episode eight. And in this episode, I want to introduce to you Lauren J. Williams or Lauren J. Williams on Instagram. And so Lauren um, is inspired by community art and she is using movement as medicine. She was introduced to her first yoga practice at the age of 12 while she trained as a figure skater as a competitive figure skater. Um, And from that moment, she's been in love with yoga ever since. She is a um, yoga instructor, certified yoga instructor based out of Detroit, Michigan. And she enjoys curating experiences that will allow people to leave feeling lighter, confident, and free. So without further ado, I introduce to you Lauren J. Williams. So I want to start with um, just get, kind of opening the floor for you to introduce yourself to the those who are listening. Um, so go ahead. Hi, my name is Lauren J. Williams, and I am a yoga and meditation guide here in Detroit, Michigan. Sweet, sweet. So, um, you know, with your work in you know, with this topic or this conversation topic being about building community, um, like how has within just your practice, how has community really helped you um, just with all of the, the ways that you give to your community? So I feel like with community, I, I feel like it's, it, it's important to provide yourself with community so that you have you know, strong building blocks and a strong foundation for whatever it is that you're trying to build wherever you are in the world. And I feel like community gives us the opportunity to relate with other people who are around us. You know, maybe those people have similar interests. Maybe they have different things that they can teach us. Maybe they can, you know, connect us with people we wouldn't know Mm -hmm. otherwise there's so much to learn by being present in your community absolutely Um, yeah She's so cute. She's just like, oh, is that a camera? (laughs) Um, So I absolutely agree. I feel like, you know, um, community has definitely served a big role um, in just my personal work and then just like the the way that I guide others. Um, And I feel like, you know, honestly, just last year I was... I kind of was, you know, I was really talking to God and I was just like asking God, like, you know, how can I expand or what, what, how, what can I do to expand, um, you know, my community or just my territory. Right. Um, and I remember just being told, like, create something private, create something private. And at first I was like, uh, I don't know, 
I feel like I'll be able to like reach more people and do all these things. And so, um, but once I, once I did create that like private sense, like, cause sometimes I know we build our tribe in a way um, through social media and, you know, we have, you know, those that we communicate with and exchange with um, through like Instagram and Twitter and all of the different platforms that are out there. Um, and to have a space outside of social media to, you know, connect and to have certain conversations and things like that has definitely been more of a game changer moving into this year. So um, are you a part of like any like private community? Do you lead like private communities? Is that, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, I, actually, I actually am not part of any private communities or anything like that. I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, not any, not in a formal setting. Okay. I, I like the idea of them. I feel like for me, I like the idea of having a private community or being in a private community, but I, I never seem to have the follow through mm. to, you know, actively participate in things like message boards or, you know, in, in a, in a way where you're really present online. And I find that I learned that about myself back in college when you mm-hmm. had classes and you had to comment on people's mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is they were doing. I like mm-hmm. that was I was like, oh, that's it, that was one of the hardest things for me to keep up with, and that mm-hmm. still remains true because like whenever I would, I have joined like Black women yoga <laughs> groups or things mm-hmm. like that and I'll start off in the beginning is like very active and like re- very present and I'll eventually fall off like there's a private group on Instagram that someone invited me to be a part of is like supporting one another as women and I think those things are cool but like it's it can be hard to keep up with like oh yeah for me but I think they're like for some people they're really useful tools absolutely um yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's that's you you speak on something that I definitely I I didn't think of it in that way as far as just like recognizing how I show up in the spaces. But like so for example, I'm part of a few like groups that are focused on like, you know, energy healing, a few of them focused on like mindset and like manifestation and all those things and if anything, I feel like the biggest benefit from, you know, being a part of those groups has definitely been just like the community or the connections. So, you know, connecting with other like-minded people and, you know, or even responding to certain posts like that. Um, And I do feel like sometimes in those, I think, of course, it it comes with the size of the community as well. Um, The larger scale communities definitely can swallow you up and kind of make you feel like, you know, one of many, whereas, you know, something small and intimate, which is something that I definitely, um, I was pulled more towards creating as far as just small intimate communities, because again, I'm thinking about, you know, the person that's like myself who may not, like you said, like have that energy to, go in and (laughs) read the post and comment and like and share and do all those parts that comes with being a part of those groups. Um, So I definitely can agree with that. Um, So when you and I met up a few like a few weeks ago, um, we were kind of talking about just like, you know, connecting with what we were calling like the misfits. And, you know, really like 
you know, creating a space for them or for us essentially to feel safe and to have certain conversations. And so um, what do you feel like is required or um, even something to consider when creating this space for those who may feel like, you know, an outcast or for those who may feel, you know, kind of like in the shadows within the healing community? I think the most important thing that we can do is be open to, to meeting one another first and foremost, and then, you know, being open to listening to one another, listening to one another's stories, talking about shared experiences, and also getting to know what people's, you know, what is your vision? How are you walking in your purpose? How does your purpose align with mine? How could we potentially support one another in reality? Um, you know, I feel like in the past there there have been like surface level connections um, for me with people as far as like, you know, oh, cool. We're, you know, taking pictures together for Instagram or something. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great it's cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, what are we doing in real life to support genuine growth in our, you know, community directly? Um, But I think it's, it's all about like listening and um, allowing people to create safe spaces, right? Because we can't just tell people this is a safe space for this. Right. We have to consent to these safe spaces and, the only way that people will consent to safe spaces is if they feel safe, safe, absolutely, in whatever space is being provided. So, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's so funny. She's like, no, play with. <laughs> but that's so funny too because definitely, people, and not to say people, I, I think there are plenty communities out there that you know definitely coin themselves as safe spaces but they're not any, like you said, like a lot of people don't actually feel safe in that space. So even like, and I think that has a lot to do with what we were just saying as far as like, you know, it'd be, it's cool to be a part of these communities and to be a part of these um, circles and things like that. But do I actually feel like I'm, do I feel strong, like, I guess, safe enough to be vulnerable, to share my story, to share, you know, the, the wins and the losses of business, to share maybe some things that I'm, that's going on that I'm working through in TransUni in the moment. And I think that, especially as community leaders, um, and just, you know, those who, people who create communities, it's like recognizing what, Act, what create what is an actual safe space and not just for you to you know to share what you know and to do all those things but like what actually creates a space for people to feel like you know they're seen they're heard um and they're connecting and I think that that's a really big I think that's something really big to consider um if you know people who are listening and they're looking to start a community or they are looking for a community um to keep in mind before actually deciding on what those spaces are right um yeah like and it's so funny like I I remember being a part of this um I don't even know what to call it but it was like a Facebook group and it was it started off real nice like it started off like you know having like really open discussions and it was one of those like moderately large groups where it was probably like a little over 100 people 
And I think one of the biggest issues in that group was just like the differences in perspectives. And so, of course, differences in perspectives, people want to, it's like they want their perspective to be heard and seen. And then you have those who like, not only do they want their perspective to be heard and seen, they want their perspective to be adopted as truth, as this is right, as this is the way everybody should think, the way everybody should feel. And there was so many just like back and forth situations with like people just like, literally just having differences of opinion and rather than just agreeing to disagree or you know being like okay well thank you for sharing your your ideas and your perspectives let's move on from here it's almost like this attack thing so what do you feel like is outside of that what are some other barriers you know outside of just feeling safe and vulnerable and all of those things that a lot of communities especially communities for women of color um are like what do you feel like are some of the barriers that we're facing well, I feel like we have to heal from the inherited trauma that many of us suffer from, you know, due to slavery and colorism. And, you know, it's already hard enough as women. I oh, I feel like it's more difficult as Black women to mm -hmm. find common ground at times. I feel like Black women are blessed naturally with these healing capabilities, yet you see so few of them in in the yoga studios that are white owned in these spaces here in Detroit, which is, you know, mostly a black city, mm -hmm. which is like uh, very strange. And that's not to say that we don't have enough black yoga teachers because we have a lot of black people and women and wellness here in Detroit, but in the spaces that are owned by white people, they're very selective about the type of black woman that they are willing to allow into their spaces to to teach or do whatever it is that they do so then people start to you know everyone it, it's easy to feel like you're in competition mm. with people you should be you know finding a sisterhood with mm. um and then you know sometimes you do find that sisterhood I mean I have found it but then, then there are other things that are going on in the wellness community that cause a, a different divide. So mm -hmm. it's like, what is the solution? Um, I don't know. Open communication. I feel mm -hmm. like, I feel like part of the problem, you know, um, is social media and, you know, feeling like social media is a useful tool. As everyone always says, social mm -hmm. media is a useful tool. It is. I use it. Mm -hmm. Well, I would be lying if I did if I didn't say that social media has caused me some sort of like emotional trauma. Like it definitely like social media has definitely caused me a lot of like real life problems, which mm -hmm. is weird because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's it's not something you can touch and feel. Yet it's so real and it's so prevalent. And I feel like with newer yoga teachers or with anyone entering into a space where they want to own their own business or create their brand and wellness, there is such, you know, an emphasis on, you know, getting likes and getting views and getting followers and, and being entertaining and like having to keep up with whatever someone else is doing or like, you know, oh, this person is doing this event. Let me do this. And it's like, you know, when I, I don't really, I don't really like, I don't like the, competitive feeling that there that is in the space mm -hmm. because of the business aspect of things um 
which is why I kind of just like dip off and do my own thing off to the mm-hmm. side these days. But um, I don't know. A lot of people would say that they found their sisterhood, but I, I personally feel like people pick and choose and people right. fall in and out. Like it's like yeah. one day they're on this team and then, you know, they find <laughs> a flaw and instead of like, you know, working it out, they just like separate. Now they have like a new team and now they're like bust besties until something happens with that. And then, you know, and everybody's like, oh, I'm like, I'm friends with this person now and I'm collaborating with this person now. And it's like, who what does it matter? <laughs> like, I like, I don't, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want anything to do with this. I just wanted to do um, the work that, you know, God sent me here to do. Mm-hmm. And if that means utilizing, you know, social media or Instagram in some form or fashion to reach my people, um, then I'll do it. But at this point, it's like, yeah I've I've been unplugging unplugged a whole lot like I'll like lately I've and it's it's even more I guess and I definitely agree what you're saying and it's even more challenging I guess for me because I work in social media so a lot of like my actual my, my day is full of everything that is Instagram and so it's like whenever it when it comes to my personal brand and just when with me and it's like wanting to connect and communicate and do all these things it's like for one I'm tired I don't even want to but I totally agree it's so competitive to the point where it's like just recently I realized like we're and it's something that we've always known that social media is definitely the highlight reels you know like it's the highlight reels of everyone's life it's the trailer of everyone's life where they sort of show all the best parts and you know the captions may tell you oh my life was shitty a few weeks ago but (laughs) I'm all you know the picture is still like super vibrant super happy super on brand and so um it's it's definitely the the competition within this space makes it it just, it definitely gives like a very dis, dis, a distaste, I guess, if that's how you want to put it. But um, this, that competition, I think definitely is rooted in the fact that people are, instead of collaborating to serve a purpose or to really create impact, and that's at least what I'm observing, it's not really focused on impact. It's kind of like, just it's focused on popularity yeah like it's like I'm where this event is happening to and we're doing it together or I'm doing it by myself or you know it's like it reminds me of the like when people say like clout chasing like it's like you know you collaborate with people who have the big following who have the big community who have a big audience and it's like it sucks because it's kind of a double-edged sword where those who really genuinely want to connect with people in that let's just say macro influencer portion. Um, it's like you, you, you can build fear. It's like, I don't want to, cause I don't want anybody to think that I'm only, I'm only interviewing this person or I only have this person on, you know, for the event or the podcast, because I want a lot of followers. It's like, no, I genuinely like what they think or what they, how they think and what they say. And I think it's a good, a good mesh to have a conversation, not just for the following sake. Like that's a byproduct of the relationship. And I don't think that especially with a lot of new people within the space, I don't think they actually recognize that or if they're even prepared to realize that you can build a full wellness brand. You can do readings every day for a year and it, it like, that's just it. <laughs> like, that's literally just it. There's no, 
ROI to look back on. I mean, you may have a couple followers, but is it really serving you? Like, are you, and are you really serving the, for the right purpose? Um, and not just, again, like you said, for the popularity. And I feel like that's kind of like why I stepped away from tarot because it's like, yeah, it's a gift and I know how to use it and I know how to use the tool, but now it's like everybody, you know, now it's like, everybody's like, Hey, get a reading. And then you have individuals who have their basically brand and identity stolen for scamming. And it's just, it's, it's, it's the, the internet is ghetto. <laughs> like, internet is, <laughs> hey, I, I'm the number I, I a hundred percent support the fact that the internet is ghetto like i love being able to to use it i love being able to create but i don't like a lot of the the stuff mm -hmm. that like the fallout like i've lost like real life relationships over like the internet and i've been like we're not going to talk about this we're just going to unfollow each other and like right. be mad like okay and i've had like people I'm not trying to be like, I'm so cool or anything like that. But like when I was in the yoga hut, there were definitely a lot of people who were, you know, trying, just, just wanted to use you to get into the space to take their own pictures. And at the time you're like, you don't, I don't see that in people because like, I just was like, oh yeah, I just want to be friends with everybody. I just want to build a community. Oh, you want to like hang out here? Like, okay. Yeah. Show up. Like I'll be there like at this time, whatever, like, cause I don't, I don't move, um, through the world mm -hmm. that way. Like, I don't really like look at people, like, what can I like take from this person? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I just like, I'm, I'm just like there for the experience. Like, I don't really, sometimes I don't really think too deep about it. If I'm being <laughs> honest, um, mm -hmm. which is proven to be like bad, um, not bad, but like a, definitely like a learning lesson about, mm -hmm. Um, courting people and like understanding their intentions and just having the sad realization that like the wellness world or the yoga world is like not necessarily like what I thought it was like mm -hmm. when I first became a yoga teacher um, I would go to yoga like twice a day I had like three jobs I don't know I didn't sleep I, I slept for like three hours at night and I just like I would wake up yoga nanny uh work at the ice arena like measure people's feet touching people's feet go back to yoga stop at home to change go work at the nightclub get home at 3 a.m go to sleep I'm working like and I was just like whatever it takes to be a yoga teacher I have to pay for this training this is my passion I'm gonna do this and I didn't think about like I didn't think that anyone would ever be mean to me in the yoga community mm -hmm. because I thought it was like all peaches and like, you know, like we're, we're sweating and we're hugging and like, we're free. And like, we don't, you know, we're different than everyone else. Right. Like we're on like good vibes only all like, the time. <laughs> our chakras are aligned. Like everyone's happy. Like I'm thinking like, this was what it was going to always be like, but I was like sadly mistaken. Like mm. this is a business just as any, as much as any other business is a business. And like, I often question, like, the reason, like, and I'm not, like, shaming anyone who, like, charges for their spiritual gifts, because, like, yoga is a spiritual gift, and I charge for it, but sometimes, like, when it comes to Reiki and things like that, I'm always, like, should I be, like, should I be making money off of this? Like, should I be, like, promoting this like this? Like, I would rather kind of, like, go back to being, like, low-key, where, like, no, really, 
like my close friends and like people who need it know that they can come to me for it but I don't want to really like be I like stopped talking about it like called years ago like I was like I need to tell everybody on the internet about like this specific journey that's um like that's like too much in my spiritual practice so right. it's like how, how do I share and like show who I am but like also keep some things to myself because you can't mm. You, just because somebody's a yoga teacher or just because somebody's certified in Reiki doesn't mean that they have like your best interest in mind. Absolutely. A lot of people here are just like looking out for themselves because like being in Detroit and being around Detroit and being kind of like an, like a, a what a, a soulpreneur or like an artsy like person, like it's hard out here to like make money. So everyone's okay. just trying to like pay their rent, but also it's like, whoa, like I thought there was some sort of like, like like moral code that we should yeah. be like following but I like think it's like a stuff. it's like a spiritual integrity thing like I totally agree because for when I first when I first got my certification in Reiki I struggled like I struggled with like I'm like I, I'm a researcher by nature, by like nature. It's what I love to do. And so I'm, of course, I'm like looking like, what is everybody else charging for this? And you literally see everything from free to a hundred or more dollars. And it's like, well, what? Like, you know, like not necessarily where do I fit in in this, but why, you know, like, why is it, why is this spectrum so wide? Like what makes a free Reiki session different from a hundred dollar Reiki session and like what is happening right and so you it I agree with this with the idea or just the observation of just witnessing people serve their community or a community from a place of I just need my bills paid and it's like it it can you can tell yeah you can tell it's like I often recognize this too especially within like like esoteric like reading and readings and things like that like it's it's almost like people go to the person where they can definitely get the reading but it's like it's almost like not doing the work afterwards like they you get a reading and they tell you like okay do all these things to get back in alignment or you know to get in alignment or to shift the energy and you do nothing and it's like but then you go right back and it's like that person is not going to say well did you do this the last time they'll gladly take whatever they charge you for their second reading (laughs) and give you the same information right back to you that they told you a month, a year ago. And instead of saying, hey, why is the same energy coming up? You know, like they're not asking those hard questions. And like, I've even had experience like that where I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I should have connected with you actually. And it's like, you know, you can definitely tell like even with Reiki too, like definitely with Reiki, you can feel that energy. It's like, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is love. This is peace. This is, you know, just that serene feeling that Reiki gives people um, or that people can experience. It, it feels, and I won't say like nothing, but it's like, you can definitely feel something. It's just not <laughs> what you thought it was. And that, that definitely makes me sad. Like that makes me sad that, and I think that's like the significance and why I feel like, you know, community and even just like you know, those close, small, those small close-knit communities really serve a purpose. And I know you and I were talking about like that quantity over quality aspect within the spiritual community last time. And it's like, you know, even for me, it was like struggling with the numbers. It's like, oh, I just launched this Reiki school. And of course my ego's like a hundred people is going to come and sign up. 
and then it's like six and then you're like oh and it's like why who taught me to think that this number is unsuccessful you know like where did that where did that learning come from and it's like really having to unpack what I've learned what I've observed why you know finding out why I believe these things to be true and I really feel like for people who are committed to the numbers it's like I got to make this amount or I have to have this many people in it it's like there you're, you're probably going to find a lot of roadblocks in the journey because the intention is not I guess pure or clear it's just like I want this for the number not to actually help heal provide space for you know all of the things that we actually do to even receive money in the first place and why it's an exchange so that definitely yeah. yeah that's definitely a thing so is there any advice that you would like to share for maybe new new people in this space um who are looking to become you know build their brand in the the wellness industry um what advice would you give those people i would say to practice discernment um i would say you know before you know like just build your your craft like work on your gift honor your gift social media is a valuable tool maybe you use it i would say some people would disagree with me but you know i feel like i had the opportunity to really focus on becoming a a a, a good yoga teacher before really ever taking the time to build a brand but maybe for some people their journey is more of tracking their progress or tracking their practice or sharing about you know their yoga teacher journey and then evolving from there but I would just say what I'm seeing I see a lot of people who you know they do a good job on social media as far as like gaining popularity or followers but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to bring a group of people together in real life and do a good job. So I would just say, think about what is important to you mm -hmm. and, you know, think about your community and think about what you want to, what you want to offer in real life. Hmm. Think about real life. Think about real life. Oh, I think that's going to be the name of this episode <laughs> because <laughs> that's like, oh yes, that's so true. Like, what are you doing in real life? You know, like how are you taking your impact that you've created online and how are you filtering that in your community regardless if that's like, you know, close knit, like in your city, in your region, however that's, however you see fit. And I, I agree. I think that will definitely, that's definitely some good advice to start with. It's just practice, <laughs> practice, practice, yeah. practice. Um, well, thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate you for coming on and sharing these gems. Um, I appreciate just honestly the work that you do when you do share on social media is very intentional. So if you guys don't follow Lauren thank J. Williams, you. please do because we're always like, like we were talking about, we're always kind of like on the same like wavelength. And it's <laughs> like, I just, I, it's, it's, it's always a very peaceful and like serene vibe when connecting with you. So it's always like calm. Thank you. <laughs> So Thanks. I appreciate that so much. You're so welcome. So please tell the people where they can find you. Um, you have like a um, website, anything. Yeah, my website is laurenjwilliams.com. And my Instagram is laurenj.williams. And my podcast, The Experience with Lauren J. Williams, I have guided meditations on there. 
it's on Spotify and iTunes. They're so good. So, so good. So, so good. So thank you again. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. You're welcome. See ya. Thanks for joining the conversation. Don't forget to stay connected. Follow me on Instagram at intuitivelyluna. Talk to you soon.